Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Tremendous, a podcast about plants. Today, Today we're going off topic. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Today it's a podcast about you. Yes, it is, which is kind of about plants. But to be fair, in my eye, every episode is about you. Can you explain our off-topic episodes? Well, today we're going to interview Catherine, who I have noted down as the most remarkable woman I have ever met in my life. Oh my God. She is the apple of my eye, the jam to my peanut butter, (laughs) the sunshine to my morning wake-up call. I wonder how many people have clicked out already. (laughs) How many people have told people to click in is my question. Yep. Okay. It's an interview with Catherine Banks. Yes, it is. I'm excited. I'm very excited to get to know you with these questions that I already know all the answers to. <laughs> well, I'm glad I I was given the option to prep for this and I chose not to. Yeah, so we're in for a wild ride, I think. As the listeners hear the question, so do I. So <laughs> I'm hoping that my responses are good enough. I'm sure they will be. Mm-hmm. You're a very well-educated woman. Meh. You're a great public speaker. Eh, yeah, very knowledgeable about... Many topics. Mm-hmm. Luckily, yourself is one of them. Mm-hmm. So, I, if you listen to the last the last episode, you would know why I want to call Brady a fun guy. Brady, a fun guy named Brady. I can, that can be my new intro tag. Yeah, welcome, fun guy Brady. Welcome to Tremendous, a podcast with fun guy Brady and local plant lady Cato. Yep. There we go. There it is. That's it. All right. Tune in next time and you might just hear that. Right. <laughs> you ready to get started? I am. All right. Let's... Oh my God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Don't be ah. nervous. It's going to be fine. Let's start with the basics. Oh my God. <laughs> Catherine, could you introduce yourself? Just in general, like just go for it. Okay. Just go, just for, go for it. it. Okay. Hello everyone. <laughs> this is like my communications degree dream. <laughs> Well, then this should be a walk in the park. My name is Catherine Banks, sometimes known as Cat or Kato. Never uh, Kathy. No. Oh, my God. I don't like the name Kathy at all. I, I th- don't know why. I think you're out on Kate as well. Nope. Yeah. No, no one's ever called me Kate. Well, tune in next week and you might just hear it. <laughs> if you Well, okay. So I like the name like Kate Middleton and her mm. name's Catherine. So I like that like version of it, but just Cat is fine. All right. You know, do you know how I got the name Cat? Obviously, it comes from Catherine. But did they tell you like how everyone started calling me that? Well, I started calling you Cat because Catherine can be a mouthful. Yes. So I just keep calling you Cat. But I noticed not everybody does. No, it's it's a, everyone calls me something different. It's kind of funny. So the reason I'm called Cat is because I used to work at a candy store with my two best friends mm-hmm. and they called me cat. And so they would like yell my name across the store and everyone just kind of latched onto that instead of Catherine. And then I, when I went to my new job, which is my current job now, they're like, okay, Catherine, like, is that like what you want to be called? I was like, nah, just call me cat. And literally no one at work calls me anything but cat, except for my roommate slash boss who sometimes calls me Kato cause she knows me more personally. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a pretty personal nickname. Does anybody call you Catherine? Uh, only in really formal settings or when people are mad at me. Well, that's not true because I call you Catherine. Sometimes you do. And it bothers you. Yeah, because I don't know. It's just it's so formal. <laughs> and we're not formal. We're pretty casual. We're pretty personal. Okay, personal is a much better word. Casual <laughs> makes it sound like this isn't serious at all. <laughs> okay, my name's Kat. 
I am 27. Oh, I almost. Yeah, I'm 27. <laughs> yes, you're 27. I don't know. Pandemic's done some things to my mind. It's okay. We understand. I'm 27. I really love plants. I've been working in the nursery business for almost five years. It will be five years next month in March. Um, I love cats and dogs. I love plants. I love to cook. I don't know. What else? Do well, let's take a know? minor detail because you say you love cats and dogs, but it's not until very recently that you have been loving cats. Well, it's not that I didn't love them. I've just preferred dogs over them. But then I met you and like your cat like pins you down in bed and like purrs on you. And like she's a little bit of a chubby kitty. So it's really cuddly. And she's kind of like a dog like cat. She is. She's I think she's the queen cat of the world. She has the same desire for affection that a puppy has. Right. Exactly. And she's turned you into a cat person. And you also have another kitty that is very sneaky. Her name's Nash. And she just like lingers in the corner and watches. you. Very dainty little lady. She's a dainty and she's a true form of a scaredy cat. Yes, she is. Yes. But I also love dogs. I don't know. Who doesn't love animals? I guess some people do. I guess some people do. We shouldn't insult them if they're listening. Yeah, you're pretty lame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she went for it. Yeah, I have an unfinished communications degree. I have an associate's degree, which is just like a two-year college degree. I don't know how that translates in Canada. I think it's the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. What other information would you like from me? No, that's a pretty good introduce yourself, I think. Yeah. Oh, I love iced coffee, like a little bit too much. Oh, definitely hardcore addiction. I like problematic, like bordering on needing an intervention (laughs) levels of love. It's been helping since I've been in quarantine that I can't drive myself to Starbucks or Woods Coffee. (laughs) It has been helping. It hasn't completely shut it out. No, but I've definitely toned it down. Check to see if I can have it delivered a few times, even though I know the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. Right. I also love podcasts, and that's probably how we ended up here. Well, I'm not going to take all the credit, but I think I pushed for us to start a podcast. Definitely. It was a bit of a, a an uphill climb to get you on board. I think my first like reaction to it was like, who's going to listen to it? And now my reaction's like, I don't care if anyone listens to it. We're going to make it anyways. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, it is. And it people do is. listen, oh, which yeah. is kind of, it still amazes me. I'm like, oh my God, even I can't even listen to the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of times I listen to my own voice per episode is extraordinarily high. Yeah. And I also do not like the sound of my own voice. You have such a good voice. I, it's well, really good I, for podcasting. Thank you for saying so. Thank you. You're welcome. And I guess there's some people out there who may also agree because they listen. And right. if that's you, I want to say thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. So you touched on this a little bit in the introduction, but what is it that you do for a living? I kind of like a jack of all trades at work sometimes, but I work at a garden nursery, a garden center where we sell plants garden accessories and merchandise and things like that basically customer service but the plant world i i call myself like the store lead i'm kind of in charge of the store i make the decisions on how we could lay out things but i also collaborate with a lot of my coworkers on what we should do mm-hmm. it's never like this way or the highway it's like what's your opinion on this my favorite thing is when one of my coworkers comes to me and they're like can i get your opinion on something and I'm always like, yes, I would love to give you my opinion on anything. <laughs> you like giving opinions, but you don't like giving instructions. That's not true. Because part of my job is to give instruction and direction to co- to our uh, 
I also help run the cashiers in the store. So would you say you give direction? Well, that's hard to be like, yes, I do this very well. Would you say you take direction? Well, not from you. Well, I Is wasn't that what you're trying it. to get at? That's not, I was, no. That, that's the, that could be a whole other topic. But I think I do, like, to a certain extent. I ask because you are a very indecisive person. I'm indecisive when it comes to things personally to me, but, like, when it comes to, like, work, I just very, like, a methodical way of deciding things. Like, what's the best way we're going to sell this? Or what makes the most sense? Or what helps keep the distance for the pandemic? Or... How do we keep this the cleanest we can keep it? Like, So you're more comfortable deciding how the nursery needs to sell a particular plant than you are deciding what we should have for dinner. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. God. It's so hard for me to pick out snacks at the gas station. <laughs> it's like I must have had like a really bad decision making situation that happened in like my childhood that like led me to being impossible deciding what kind of drink I want to drink or whatever well I mean gas station snacks you got like it's hot Cheetos it's yes. sour Skittles or it's you know like a Twix or a Reese's or a Kit Kat okay so like when I lived in Arizona we go to a gas station called Quick Trip which is like the queen of all gas stations it's so good or whatever I never, but my like what I would get is I would get a bag of hot Funyuns, the small one, of course, a cheese stick, but it has to be Kobe Jack. Right. And then they had like these like a little cup full of um, donuts, donut holes, Timbits, but not Timbits. And they were chocolate. And mm-hmm. then I would if I was going to get a drink, I would get a yellow Gatorade. I know that's like kind of a really weird mix of things, but the yellow Gatorade particularly. Oh, my God. Yellow Gatorade's the best flavor. Is it like. It's a lemon one. Right? I don't know. It's yellow. That's it's how I know. General citrus. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? Purple. Purple. Red is hard to beat, though. The fruit punch. It is pretty good. I don't know. Your brother was just saying that Gatorade's the best when it's like almost it's ice cold. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yes. He's also all about blue Gatorade. It's all he drinks. Well, I can't blame him. Not better than yellow. Well, I'm sure he would fight you on this. I, I personally have no stake in this fight. You know, what's funny is like Gatorade is for like athletes. <laughs> but then well, I, like, I mean, it's for anybody. Yeah. It's anyone who needs electrolytes. True. I feel like when I'm really sick, I also want Gatorade. Gatorade is good when you're sick. Yeah. Gatorade and chicken soup. Oh, my goodness. Holy Trinity. There's only two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and rest. <laughs> To be anything, you could have made the argument that sick was the other oh. try on the Trinity, which wouldn't have been very good, but I would have accepted right, it. Right, right. Um. Okay. So in addition to everything you do for the nursery, you're also the social media manager. Oh, yeah. Or I social media about that. coordinator. I help with social media. I wouldn't say you help, but I I also don't want to offend anyone you work with and say that you do it all. But no, there's no way I do it all. I, I think f- it's certainly your project. After the nursery was bought mm-hmm. there was more of a clear idea of who's doing what so i've been really involved in the instagram i was before but i was doing it at more of a leisurely thing we're like oh that's pretty it should definitely go on instagram because i'm very involved in instagram's plant world Brady's yes, smiling because <laughs> he knows he just watches and watches me scroll all day you are extremely logged on but yeah i can if need be to, if need be, I can make an Instagram post, a Facebook post, any type of social media post, or a website update. I'm pretty familiar with all of that. But no Twitter. We had a Twitter. But we had a Twitter, but it's not really like the platform for 
gardening. Really, it is, but it isn't. It's not. I suppose if you already have better engagement on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. you can just focus on those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about how you got into this line of work? Because not not to steal your answer, but as uh-huh. I understand it, you were not into plants before you got this job. No. You really weren't. Not at all. Nothing more beyond than being like, that flower's pretty. That that was also about me before I met you. Yeah, I'm like, cool. And then just like walk away. I was like, wow, it's a flower. Neat. I remember I was sitting in class at Western. Obviously, Western Washington University. Yeah, Western Washington University. Go Bulldogs. Vikings. I don't know. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Vikings anymore. It might be something else. But it is um yeah, sitting in class in college, obviously not paying attention. And I was like, I need a fucking job. <laughs> so I was like searching online. So they have like a forum for the for the campus where people can post for jobs. Yeah. And then only students have access to that forum. So it's kind of like filtered in more. And I saw there's a job posted for a cashier. At a garden nursery, it was located in town. It was part time, and I had I, before that I'd had lots of cashier experience. Mm-hmm. It's something that ugh, I hate saying like I'm good at something. I don't know. It feels like I'm gloating, but I'm good at cashiering. Like I just, I just am. That's there's just, nothing wrong with knowing what you're good at. Yeah, so I'm good at cashiering. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go, I'll do that. And they have this what they call <laughs> it's called like an open casting call at the at the job where like. All their employees will show up that day for work and then they'll just anyone, anyone who's interested in working there can come in and talk to anyone, pass mm-hmm. around the resume, meet everyone, blah, 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 blah. So they had that. So this is what the nursery put yeah. on. Yeah. They, okay. they'd posted it on Craigslist and they'd posted it on the forum for the students. And mm-hmm. so I saw it in both places and I was like, okay, I'll just go to that. So I went there. I think I went with a resume, but I'm not completely sure. I talked to one person. Was it the owner? No. No. It was the lady who ended up training me for everything. Oh, okay. But it's so funny thinking back, like, that's not what I would recommend for anyone to do. Like, you should meet more people, talk to more people, kind of even like, I don't know, not kind of test the waters to see what it's like there. You'd be like, do you like working here? And yeah. off of their reaction, you'll know whether whether or not it's a good place to work. That sounds unlike any hiring experience I've ever had. Yeah, it's quite different. So I walked in. I was the first time I'd ever been there. I was like, oh, my God, this place is cute. They have like little string lights inside. Super cute. And I met the one person. She like pulled me to the side. We talked for like 10 minutes. She's like, do you have like a lot of cashiering experience? I was like, yeah, I do. Okay, have a good day. Shook hands. She asked me if I knew anything about plants. And I said, I was honest. I was like, no. (laughs) She's like, okay. And then. um. It's funny because I remember thinking, oh, I didn't hear anything from these people like a week later or something like somehow I had figured out that my voicemail box was full mm-hmm. and it wasn't accepting any more voicemails. So I was like, oh, I should do something about that. So I like deleted it. And then all these came in, all these voicemails that I couldn't receive before. And one of them was from the lady who I'd talked to for 10 minutes. And she's like, hey, do you want to come back in, meet the owner, la da 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 da. I called her. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's been like a few days since you called me. I just didn't realize that I had like a voicemail waiting or whatever. She's like, I was wondering if you were going to call back. So then I came in and I met the owner and the manager and then, and then they hired me that March. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was advertised as like a seasonal position. So like at the end of summer, I was like, 
oh, so are you guys going to let me go or do you still need me to work? So on and so forth. Like, I like working here or whatever. And they're like, oh, work through Christmas. I'm like, okay. And then, like, at this point, everyone who was seasonal is gone. I'm like, okay, Christmas is done. The holidays are over. Like, do you still want me to work here? Or is this only a seasonal position? They're like, just stay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it works out for me. <laughs> and that's how I started working. Yeah, that's that's very different to, Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know how true this is for other industries, but working in tech, I have never had a phone call about hiring. Yeah, it's always been email. It's always been email, maybe like a Zoom call one time. I will say the nursery I work at is not very tech savvy, so it makes sense. Right, but I would think that most customer facing Mm -hmm. or like customer service or like retail or anything like that is like primarily... You talk over the phone, you you come in and you meet some people and you talk to some people and then they call you later to let you know or right. they just don't yeah. call and you're like, OK, I guess that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas I got my job because I followed my boss on Twitter. Twitter, man. And he was like, uh, he made a tweet. He's like, we're looking for a designer. And someone I know retweeted it and was like, I would totally take this job if I could, but I can't. So you should do it. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, sent... I think I sent an email because I had emailed him in the past oh, yeah. about like a, a temporary like contract position for the company, yeah. which didn't end up working out. So I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember, but we talked before and you need a designer and I'm a designer. And then we went for coffee and talked for an hour about what I did and didn't like about my current job. Oh, OK. So you did have another job while you were. Yeah. And yeah. then like two days later, I was in the office. For an interview and I met the CTO and uh-huh. the current contract designer mm-hmm. and we talked for like I think 45 minutes or something oh, and wow. just talked about like design in general and design philosophy and stuff. Do you get nervous when you go into those things or is it more of an excitement? Extremely nervous. Yeah. I get extremely nervous talking to new people yeah. in general but then having something as important as like income and life yeah. on the line mm-hmm. it's yeah I didn't feel very comfortable but afterwards uh, I got to like walk into the office, like out of the meeting room and into the office. And he was like, this is the team. Say hi. And I was like, oh, I guess, hi, this is probably a good sign. Right. Yeah. yeah and then absolutely. I left and then it was like a day or two later, I got a job offer in my email. Awesome. And they're like, when do you want to start? And I was like, well, I still have this job. So let me, let me wind down and yeah. then come back in. And that was it. Wow. And the rest is history. Yeah. But very different hiring experience. Right. I think it's hard. Originally, I, I start out with the nervousness mindset. And mm-hmm. it's so funny. Anytime I go in for a job interview, I talk to my dad before because he always like preps me for it. Yeah. And like he he'll, like ask me questions that he thinks they're going to ask me and things like that. And then at the end, he'll always remind me like it's kind of fun. Like you're kind of trying to sell yourself. Yeah, that's the and, thing that people forget is yeah. like you got to interview the company as well yeah. to make sure that it works for you. Exactly. You can't just take everything they say and you're like, okay, well, I guess this is it. There's a lot of things you can do to prepare before an interview or like a job casting call or whatever <laughs> to kind of make you feel more comfortable. I'm not looking forward to whatever, whenever and whatever my next job will be. But there's it like be two avenues that you can take if they're uh-huh. like, why do you want to work here? pay my bills you could be like well this this and this i guess or you could be like why should i work here yeah like what's good about this place like i could go elsewhere if you guys aren't you know whatever the job is is almost like equal or lesser than equal than the employee yeah you know what i mean 
in yeah. terms of value. Yeah, the team really makes the place you work. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. As I have definitely learned. I've, I'm sure you have as well. It's interesting that you got a job off of Twitter. I have gotten every job of my adult life from a single connection. That's awesome. And it was the it was another person I followed on Twitter <laughs> who I really respected and looked up to as a yeah. as a designer. He was leaving his spot at a local company because he had some um uh family stuff. He had to move back across the country to right. to be with his family. And so I sent an email to him and I was like, Hey, I followed you for a long time. You're really cool. Blah, 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 blah. I'd love to come in and talk. And then the next day I was in the office for an interview again, just super casually talking about design in general. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I had a job offer in my email yeah, it's like- and then started the Monday right after that. It was like, I sent the first email on Wednesday and my first day was the Monday right after. It sounds like networking is like a really strong core of, your industry yeah because that designer is who i've gotten every job since then through like it's, it was either That's through crazy. him directly or yeah. somebody i met because of him mm-hmm. it's about the people you know and what you do with it yeah who you know <laughs> how you know them how they know you mm-hmm. okay so you knew nothing about gardening correct going into this five years later uh-huh. what would you say is the most surprising thing that most people don't know about gardening oh there's so much okay The most surprising thing that people don't know about working in a nursery is how much fucking work goes into it. (laughs) Like it's full stop. (laughs) It is so much work, so much labor, so much physical work, physical, no physical and like mental planning. Like, Oh my God. So we have millions of vendors. We have tons of stock coming in constantly. You constantly have to, check the stock for quality. Mm-hmm. Then you got to price it. Then you got to physically move it onto the floor. Then you got to rearrange it. And then like when it comes to the register, someone has to check it out. Someone has to pull the tags. They got to box it up. Then they got to load into your car. Then they got to load your soil. And it's like, we need to have this product because we have this product. And like, it's a really big balance of trying to be kind of ahead of the game and while still trying to keep up with it. So like, it's so much fucking work what was the original but, question well, just before we get back to that there's also the person or people who are responsible for ensuring that the store is stocked yeah like you don't produce the no, stuff you no. sell like you have to go and find it and source it and then get it back to the nursery yeah and then go through the management in a, process in of, a timely manner but also like a cost efficient manner like we are purely retail we don't have a wholesale area where we grow things because that one requires a lot of a land. lot of land yeah. yeah and our nursery sits on three city lots which is not a lot <laughs> but oh my god we pack a punch what was the original question well, the original sorry. question is what is the most surprising thing that most people don't know about gardening oh about gardening that it's a lot of work no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i'm sure it is too right it is yeah oh my god it's so physical i can never be a landscaper anytime i do like like a big project in the yard. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so out of shape. But it's a lot of work. It costs a lot of money and it takes lots of time. You got to be patient. See, I think you could be a landscaper. Yeah, like maybe mini installation. Maybe, oh. but like if if the only thing stopping you is your fitness level or your out of shapeness, like that, you can change that, right? Like if it's what you want to do. It's true, but it's not the only thing stopping me. <laughs> well, I 
we don't have to get into what else is stopping you, but I feel like uh-huh. it's something you'd enjoy based on what I, I know about you and the, the, the happiness I see on your face when you do accomplish something in the yard. Yeah, it is, it is pretty satisfying and rewarding after a while. I like it. I like gardening. I know you do. There's, there's no secret I can there. see it on your face right now. <laughs> it's a good hobby. It's like, a good lifestyle. Yeah. I, uh, I try to think like when customers come in, they're like, oh my God, I spend so much money here. And I'm like, oh my God, me too. Like, I feel like all I buy, all I pay for is like gas, my groceries, other like lifestyle things like that. And then plants. Like I'm not a big clothing girl or mm-hmm. like sometimes I get my nails or my eyebrows done, but like beyond that, it's just plants. Yeah. Your iced coffee and plants. Oh yeah. Those are your big two. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, <laughs> I've been telling our owner like in maybe like five years, you could open up a coffee shop on the, on the grounds of the nursery. Yeah. And she's like, that would be literally amazing. Literally the most amazing business development. Yes. Thank you, Chris Chager. You're very welcome. <laughs> that would be good though. I know. Oh yeah, totally. There's a nursery in town that's doing something like that right like, now. Imagine how much you can make in sales when you're like, okay, so this is all the stuff you bought. We're going to get somebody to go load it into your car for you. Why don't you come grab a coffee, grab yourself a drink and relax. I would single-handedly fund the, the coffee stand inside the Like not only nursery. would people like go for that, but they would appreciate that they temporarily don't have to worry about all this stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. And there's something right there for them to to do or wait with. Yeah. Plus you can make it really cute. You can have like little themes. It could be like an all vegan cafe or all plant based cafe or stuff like that. You have like a little cafe pet. Oh my God. Like we a, little, wa- a little bulldog named Terry. We've talked about getting um a nursery cat quite a bit because obviously we're cat people. Of course. Um but we sit on a really major road and so the, our main concern is the danger of cars passing. Yeah. If the animal does choose to cross the street. Yeah. And also like when you're open, it's fully open. Yeah. Like right onto the road. Yep. And pretty much so. Cats, cats know a lot about how to stay safe, but they're also, they, they have lapses in judgment and concentration yeah, yeah. and absolutely. Well, let's not think about that. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the most mundane thing about your job? Uh, pricing the plants. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. That sounds pretty straightforward to me, though. It's it's very repetitive. Yeah. And it happens weekly. And it's fun in some sense because, like, new plants, check out what this we got. But it's just like, okay, let me grab a flat. Let me grab the box of plants. Let me unbox everything. Let me check the price. Let me tag each individual plant. Let me put it in the flat. Now let me find room on the floor for it. Okay. On to the next box. Yeah, I would think, like, Working the cash and dealing with customers oh. would be pretty mundane. But if you're sociable and a people person, then it's, you'd probably enjoy like being able to talk to people. I do enjoy it. And for the most part, like each customer, each transaction is different. I do. You are right, though, like in the dead of spring and summer. When it's just there like are, face after face yeah, after face. There are days where I don't leave the register for hours mm. and it, it becomes like, OK, scan all the plants. Make sure everything's right. Load into the wagon, collect the payment, send them on their way. Next yeah. person's like that is really mundane. And it does. That's what causes like a lot of burnout at work, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just repetitive. And I can non-stop. see it in the cashier's face. I'm like, why don't you take your break and then take another break after that? Yeah, like <laughs> Go get some water, get a food. And they're take like, a walk. it's so busy. I'm like, if you don't leave now, you will never leave. So go leave. <laughs> yeah. It's really important to take breaks. Yeah. Don't, absolutely. don't just, you don't owe the company you work for anything. I have coworkers who don't take breaks or they, they're like, Oh, I'm not taking lunch today. I'm like, 
shame on you. You yeah. need to take your breaks. Yeah. Not only because not only for your mind, but like physically we're standing all day and, and just like I will yell at people. That's not one even thing just I standing, do yell but at. like on your feet the whole time, yeah. heavy lifting, uh stuff like that. In the, the spring and summer, you're out in the sun as well, right. very easily dehydrated. In the past two months, I've been off of work for almost a whole month. Yeah. So it's gonna be very you, shocking. You've worked like I, three days. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be very shocking when I return back to forty hour weeks on my feet, but that's okay. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna ease right into it just incredibly it. gracefully. I do miss it a little bit since I've been off. Also, I don't mind sitting on my ass at home too. Well, especially next to me, the most charming man you've ever met. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is your least favorite thing about your job? Okay. In the summer, I get really, really hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As as you do. Yeah, no, but like we don't have air conditioning in the store because our doors are all open. Right. It's so hard to do physical work when you're hot. Yep. Like I have to, like I literally slow down. Like I mean, I can't even sit at a computer and type when I'm hot. Yeah. And like, so that's a really big problem. Like I can't get as much stuff done. And then in the dead of winter, I'm like miserable because like, I don't know, like my shoes will have like a hole in them and I'll get like wet socks and it's like cold out. So like the physical aspect of it, like that's, you said the most difficult, least favorite, least favorite. That's definitely one of the, like the physical things. Um, grumpy customers. I was going to say, um, I was really yeah. surprised you didn't just jump to poor customers. I know it's been a while since I've had a grumpy one. That's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie grumpy old men? No, I think I've brought this up on the podcast before, but it's literally it's about grumpy old men. And so sometimes I will get a customer who is like an old man. I'm like, oh, grumpy old men. We should have watched Clerks last night. Yeah, because it's all about customer service. Oh, it's so customer service is so fucking hard. Basically mundane and repetitive. It is It's so draining. Sometimes people just want to bitch for no reason. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a quote in the movie that I think you'd really relate to. And one of the characters is is, uh, he says. Uh, what is it? he's like this job would be great if it weren't for the fucking customers yeah and i feel like that's you <laughs> i think i've only cried once because of a customer on uh, my last job but I've, hey, like, your previous job or your no, current no, one? this one current one okay only once but then there's been like a handful of people who when you have a bad customer interaction it hangs with you all day yeah and so whenever one of my coworkers does, I'd always be like, fuck them. Ah, la, la, la. Get it out right now. Fuck them. La, la. Like you got to get it out because otherwise you're going to take it out on the next person or like the person after that, or it's just yeah. going to get worse and worse and worse. Right. And it just like, it lingers because it feels personal when they're mean to you. And I'm just, yeah. Like, or when someone doesn't wear a mask. Oh my God. It's relatively new like, problem. Not, no, we're coming up on the year of it. Well, I said relatively. Relatively. It's like, <laughs> Oh my God. It's like when you're telling someone to wear a mask, they like take a defense. They're like, my morals are better than your morals. And I'm like, it's the law. Please yeah, just if, do if it. If you're out there at this point, not wearing a mask, then yeah. first of all, shame on you. It's a little confusing for people because the entrance to our store is an outdoor area. And then our cashier is inside the building, but you're required to wear one even outside because we have some really tight corners where people can't keep distance. Yeah. But there's also a fence like the, the there's yeah. a gate oh, that yeah. opens up into the lot, yeah. but there's a fence. So it's very clear that you're entering private property. It's been a lot better since I made a sign that says masks required, like the size of my body outside. Yeah. So it's a little hard to see. But you still get people that don't respect it. Yeah. Like we were 
out yesterday. We went for a walk mm-hmm. and there was people not outside, not wearing a mask, which I think is okay if you're far enough away from other people. Like you can take your mask off and right. breathe the clean air. But we went into the mall to grab uh, something to drink and so many people without so, masks. Yeah. Like what are you what are you thinking, people? So many people without masks, so many people with their masks below their nose. So many people fucking digging into their food in the food court. I'm like, that seems risky. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Like, I no. understand that the mall considers it safe enough, but right, like you got to the mall, you either walk there, in which case you're close enough to just walk home and eat. Right. Or you drove there, in which case you can get in your car and drive home relatively quickly or eat yeah. in your car. Like, there's no reason to, I don't no. know, to like risk it or like maybe risk making things worse for other people or just... It's just the whole like, thing what are you trying to prove? Like you're not <laughs> stupidity. You're, tr- you're trying to look tough by not wearing a mask. You just look like a fool. Yeah, I know. And like, I know that I understand that people, there's some people who have like autism who can't like physically have anything on their face. Yeah. But that's totally different. And you can kind of, you can tell when someone's yeah. like doing it out of spite. But then there's the people who claim that they can't wear it for other medical reasons. And like, that's confusing and it's if, really con- contradicting. If you can't wear a mask to keep you safe for health reasons, then you should not be out in public right now. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. But I'm also certainly not a medical expert. Right. I mean, it's hard because you don't want to be like, since you're some, you can't just stay inside your whole life. It's not. You can't, but like, look at New Zealand. They masked up for three weeks and were extremely strict about it. Yeah. And they're fine. They're having concerts like, now. Did you see that? Like they have a case pop up every once in a while, in which case they shut down for another couple of weeks and then it goes away and they have a few months of, you know, classic living as we're now going to call it where classic you didn't have to living. worry about oh, it. Oh God. <laughs> but like if we just took it seriously, that could be us, but yeah, people yeah. think they know better. I know. Definitely the pandemic has put a whole other strain on customer service for sure. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't imagine having to do it for work. It's like, first of all, you have to be adaptable because now most places besides like grocery stores have to offer curbside if they want to maintain their business. Yeah. And then, then it's like, sometimes you have to tell people to keep distance and they take offense to that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't notice that you're, when you're stepping back, that does not mean step forward or whatever. Then I like, it's like the constant worry that you're spreading a disease to other people or that they're spreading it to you and then mm-hmm. your coworkers. Oh, it's so, it's so hard. Yeah. That part I don't miss. <laughs> well, I wish we could keep you away from it for longer. <laughs> no, it's time to go back. Well, what do you miss? What is the, your favorite thing about what, what, uh, what you do? Being around like-minded people. That's such a class. I know, but it's true. Like when you have a job where you don't like the people you work with, it makes it so hard to go there. Even if it was the best job ever, you know, it's like, I really like my coworkers. They're all so sweet. They're all so nice to me. I've known them for so long. I've known them longer than I've known you. Yeah. So they've been through me with so, so much crap and they're, we're all really creative in different ways. So like being around all these people who are creative, all in a plant way, but mm-hmm. in a different avenue is like really cool. And then everyone has their own like field of information that they know. So it's like a constant sharing of things like that. Yeah. You all work really well together. Yes. And I feel like it's different from general retail where you like, you have to right. hire X amount of people because you need X amount job. of people. So yeah. you just get people that 
don't get along or don't work well together or whatever. But you guys specifically don't have that problem. We have to hire people who like plants. Except in the case of yourself. Who yeah, knew except, nothing at the time. But I had lots of uh, cashier training. So yes. <laughs> different commodities. <laughs> but you're a great personality. Like you're a great culture fit. Yes. The culture. And and now you're an expert. Oh God, I'm not an expert. In five short years. Not even. They say you have to be do, doing something for 10 years to be an expert. No, 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours? Yeah. Oh, okay. You reckon you're close? No. No? You don't think you've been gardening or planting for 10,000 hours? I don't know. I'd have to see what my yearly average average is to know. It would be like... Okay, if you work 40 hours a week and you work every week for 50 weeks, 52 weeks. 40 times 52? Let's do the math. 2,000 hours. Two th- oh, so my. That's five years. Oh. Plus, a- plus, you do gardening and plant stuff on your free time outside of work. That's interesting. I haven't worked every week. And I also, sometimes I take months off, aka right now. So sure. I'm, I'm but, coming up on it. But you still do stuff outside of work. Yeah. I would say, I wouldn't say I'm a plant expert. I'm an expert uh, running a garden center cashier. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take it. That's a good thing to be an expert at. That's a very transferable skill. Right. For the future. Plant people are just special people. They understand. I get at it. At least to me. I get it. Brady's becoming a plant person. I am. I recently spent $400 on plants. Oh my God. It's not that bad. I mean, that's a lot to spend. That's a lot to spend on any one thing. So you can, uh, on my job, you can um, charge your paycheck. And so every transaction you do that, your name's attached to that transaction. Yeah. And I can look up any transaction we've ever had since like 2017. And so I did it once. And I was like, oh my. You looked up yours? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is out of control. <laughs> but you love it. How much do you think I've charged to my paycheck? In dollars? Yeah. Over five years? Uh, No, give it more like three to four. I haven't checked it in a while. Three to four years. Knowing what I know about how often you do this. But I wasn't a plant person right at the beginning. That's true. That's true. Okay. We'll, um, we'll ballpark like $2,500. Oh my God. It's a, yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, I'm a genius. I know. I am so good. It's a lot of money, but. The thing is, is I didn't always charge my paycheck. I would just, sometimes I'd pay out of pocket. Right. So it's more than that. Hi, Kato. Oh, we have a visitor. I wish people could hear her. I wonder if they can. We'll find out in yeah. uh, in the edit. Um, How has COVID changed your job? <laughs> I guess I kind of covered that. In we kind of covered one. that, didn't we? Um, It's changed. How, I'll talk about how it's changed the business. Okay. Um. Garden nurseries, at least in Washington state and for the most part across the U.S., were considered essential business, mm-hmm. which at the beginning I didn't agree with. Because At the beginning it was like, we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's killing all the elderly and all my customers are elderly. So I'm like, everyone's dying. But that's like not, I've calmed down a little bit. Right. Um, it's considered essential for a few things, few reasons. One of them is um, gardening is a good contributor contribution to public health like mental health it's a lot of people's like plant therapy i guess you could say yeah which has been a big boom since covid started yeah and then on the other hand the actual this one i agree with more is that we sell vegetable starts right so people are growing growing their own food and they people need access to that so you could garden um what am i trying to say like the garden business has increased about 30 percent 
Which is good. Yeah, it's good. But it makes us 30% busier. Busier, yeah. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I <laughs> left my job for like a month to just go be with family because I was like, forget this. I can't do it. Controversial decision. Yeah. The traveling amidst the pandemic. Oh, this was in the very, very beginning. Like, well, you yeah. would say that was, that's arguably more controversial because we true. didn't know anything at the time. I guess that's true. But I was traveling to somewhere where I could be quarantined for right two weeks if possible if necessary yeah but i you make a good point because there was no testing availability for me at that point so i could have possibly exposed people on the plane but i'm under the idea that i have not contracted covid yet to my knowledge to yeah to our knowledge neither of us has contracted covid we're just gonna go ahead and knock, knock on, on wood, wood right yes. there <laughs> <laughs> we've been very lucky um so i i do know at that point the nursery shut down they closed the yeah. doors, but they were doing online orders and it was like absolutely crazy. Cause curbside all, pickup, right? Yeah, yeah. Curbside pickup four days. Like, you know, cause now that people are stuck at home, they need something to do and what not better to do than to garden when you're yeah, stuck at home. People were taking care of plants and baking bread. Yeah. So like you can see that like other industries that are related to like furnishing your home mm-hmm. or upgrading your home have also increased in productivity, productivity and sales and things like that. Yeah. So COVID has, made our business more money which sounds like unfortunate like that we're profiting off of a pandemic but also like it's good to know that you're in an industry that that can continue working yeah and survive it Mm -hmm. and then it's interesting kind of like how we've constantly had to change everything because that's what the way with COVID is. It's like, it's constantly unfolding something new each week. Yeah. Like, Oh, we should be sanitizing. No, we shouldn't. We should be wearing gloves. No, we're not wearing gloves. Everyone's required to wear a mask. Maybe we should wear shields. Should we limit the number of people coming in? La da da. Things like that. Those, it's just a constant question of what is the best practice to keep everyone safe. Well, I think you should definitely be limiting the amount of people. We have a pretty large area. The only problem is our store is small and that's where people come to check out. Yeah. So that area can get crowded and we do, we have asked people to stay out of the store before. Because it's indoor, that part, right? Yeah, it is indoor. Yeah. At the very least, you should limit that like one to two people in at a time. Oh, no, it can be more than that. We calculated it's like somewhere around eight and ten. I've been in there. I, I don't think if, if you guys were operating in the, in BC, you would be much lower than eight to 10. In probably. Your space. Yeah. They'd probably let you do four. Like, like the bakery we went to. Four, including customers or including employees? Four customers. Oh, okay. I was including employees. In oh, okay. Yeah. I have asked other employees who were in the store at the time if it's really crowded and like there's two cashiers. I'm like, anyone who's not a cashier needs to leave. Yeah. Too many people. It's unsafe. Yeah, I would think like four customers is a good number. It does. It's like, so in addition to like customer service burnout, it's pandemic burnout too is another thing. Oh my God. Well, especially like with what you do where you're having to deal with it every day. Right. Like I have my own kind of relationship, I guess, with pandemic burnout, but it's very different because I just sit at home all day, every day. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel mine's a little bit more risky. Oh, absolutely. And Um, more stressful and like more of a headache. Like, yeah, my biggest thing is that I don't get fresh air, which I could go and change at any point. But you're you're like out there on your feet in the weather. Working regular risking it all regular chin acne from my mask dealing with (laughs) people who are 
assholes for lack of a better word. Right. <laughs> you know, yours is much worse than mine. I shouldn't be complaining. I should be applauding you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to find the button. <laughs> um, so you're you're the plan expert now. Sure. In five short years. Yeah. Anyone could be a plan expert. Right. Do you ever get sick of everyone in both of our lives asking you about their plan problems? No. I find it really interesting. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Send me your questions. <laughs> at Kato uh, S. Banks on Twitter. <laughs> so please attach a photo to it. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the photos. No, it's like a mystery. It's like solving a problem. It's like solving a code problem for you. I don't know. Is that applicable? I, I don't do a whole lot of code, but when I do, it is. Yeah, it's fun and satisfying to figure out right. the solution. I like learning chess puzzles. That's what I'm it's really like, into. And yes, it's incredibly satisfying. <laughs> no, it's just like I, when someone presents a question, it's just an, another opportunity for you to learn. That's the best part about the job. People constantly it's a great way to look at it. Yeah. People constantly bring in um, like leaves and they're like, what kind of plant is this? And usually I call like over the radio, like plant ID and like everyone comes cause they're like, this is my favorite game <laughs> or like identify the seed or what's the matter with my plant. And usually for the most part, unless I'm like, for sure, for sure, I will call in another coworker to see what their opinion is on something. Yeah. But like I said before, everyone just has like their own little area of knowledge and that's how you really can learn best is from the people around you. Yeah. I don't know how much of it makes it through to you, but I still get questions occasionally of people being like, do you think I could ask Kat a question about this plant? And I'm like, yeah, just, yeah. just ask her. Like I used to be like, hang on, let me ask her first if it's okay. <laughs> No, it's okay. And to be, if I don't know the answer, I'll honestly answer, I don't know. But this is what I think it might be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did that the other day. You had a customer reach yeah. out asking you questions. And I was, I, you're friggin' on vacation. We we're, were like, I don't know, laying in bed drinking coffee in the morning. <laughs> and you're like, hang on, we pause our conversation because I got to, I got to find the answer for this person. I know. I just, I love the game of it. The game of it. Yeah. Are you Sherlock Holmes? Yes, <laughs> the Sherlock Holmes of plants, <laughs> planty homes. Okay, well, you don't get sick of it. You love I it. Don't. You live for it. I'd say maybe about two years ago is when people, I started getting regular messages about plant things. Is when people realize that yeah. you're becoming the expert. Or people start sending me articles about plants. And I'm like, yes, keep on throwing them in. Yeah, I felt pretty good when after a few years, somebody sent me a message and was like, Brady, do you have just a folder of Taylor Swift photos? And I was like, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Brady, do you have advice for this design thing? I get that too. What I get most is like, Hey, this thing on my computer isn't working. Can you fix it? Oh or, my God. That's me every day. I can't to you. sign into my email. Can you help? Oh no, not the email <laughs> verification. Or like, I'm trying to buy this thing, but the checkout isn't working. Do you know why? Oh God. Like, yeah, I, I could probably figure it out. Do you know why the internet's not working? <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and on again? That's usually the, the solution. It's the first thing you yes. should try. Just give it a little, a quick reset. I mean, next time a customer asks me why something isn't, why a plant's not working in a certain area, I'm going to be like, have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> well, the customer's not going to be pleased. No. This is going to be such a snippy <laughs> we answer. We might lose a customer after that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Uh, so five years in, where do you want to be in the next five years? Oh, why I should have read the questions before. I told, I gave you ample opportunity. Is that my last question? That's the last question. I figured it is. It's a good ending question. 
<sighs> Do you still want to be working at a nursery? Yes and no. I don't know. I'm getting a little tired of customer service. Yeah. And I think I would prefer to like make content about plants instead of selling plants. Understandable. Or be in charge of growing a certain garden. Yeah. Or I think you'd be great at that. Or community garden, like directing things like that. I don't know. There's so many avenues I could take with it. I don't really know where I'm going to be in five years. Deputy director of the Vancouver Parks Department. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Where do you think you're going to be in five years? You've already asked me this question, but this is not my interview. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to be with you. I hope so. I really do hope so. We don't know what. what I expect to be. (laughs) Maybe knocked up. Lots of houseplants for sure. I mean, married for sure. Oh, yeah. Just like total like homestead life. Yeah. Um, Either selling plants or talking about them. Well, I think we're going to keep this going. The podcast? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The podcast, the blog. We'll get the Insta popping. See, that's the thing is we could really develop off of the podcast and the blog. Like we could turn it into something. It's just. If we want to do it or not. I mean, if you don't want to go straight back into customer service after you move here, then maybe that could be something to try. The thing is, is I need to make money. <laughs> like that's a big thing. Like I, True, could, right. I could always fall back to working in a nursery because I yeah. know how to do it. And that could be like a really good transition job. But based on life plans that we've talked outside of the podcast is there yes. may be a period of time where you would be off work. Right. You know, where and you I could, could give it a focus try. on yeah, yeah, focus on a project like that. Growing the brand. Leave a comment below, even though we don't have a comment section. What kind of we content? Got a Twitter feed. Tweet us at Tremendous FM. Tell us what kind of plant content you want. <laughs> and we'll do our best to deliver. Yeah. Oh, I will deliver. I deliver every time. Every Except damn time. Except for when we stopped doing the podcast during the pandemic. But that's. But that was understandable. In, yeah, understandable. We're in a pandemic. We've since adapted to recording remotely. Yeah. And we've been very fortunate to be able to record together for the past few weeks. I would like someone who's the listener to tell us what they want us to record about. Because I could just talk about all the same shit all the time. But Yeah. You know what? We do struggle to come up with topics sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Maybe, like- maybe our like five-year plan for the podcast should include like mapping out weeks or months of topics in advance. And then just sitting down to record them. That would be awesome. And then we don't have to worry about it. Right. Tweet us. Tweet us at Tremendous FM. Let us know. We we just like talking. Oh my God. We talk for days. We talk for days, hours, months, years, decades. <laughs> We're going to do it. So if there's something you're interested in. Let us know. Let us know. I think that wraps us up today. Well, I want to say thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> for sitting down to this interview with me. You've been an excellent guest. I guest on my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the interview. Of course. I'm happy to talk to you whenever you want. Sounds good. Oh, you should see the smile on her face right oh now. Oh, my God. Shut up. She's End the podcast beaming. now. She's beaming. Cut the cameras. No, cut the mics. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in. This has been Tremendous, a podcast about plants. If you're loving our content, be sure to check us out at Tremendous.fm or at TremendousFM on Twitter. And make sure you're subscribed to get notifications of new episodes. Happy planting. Mm-hmm.